Dice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, I still want to say Shaft. Brother, all about Redman. <laughs> brother, Redman. Is that is that we're just Greg, Mike, and Redman? I Redman. He's you know we told him if you didn't come up with one, I don't know what you know, somebody Redman's as good as form. anything else. It's like so, Shaft. You know, it's gonna. Why do I hear laugh track? I, I think man who uh, man who rides Shaft, you know, might work. That sounds like an an engine name. Man who rides shaft. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds naughty. <laughs> well, it, you know it's so appropriate considering how you where it came from. from. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 naughty. I'm gonna have to write that down so I won't forget. Man who rides shaft. Okay, that's good. See, it, it it's topical and yet still ties back to you know exactly where we got it from. Right. So, today we have no over-unders. Our intern is recuperating from some commando trip to Disneyland. And we're completely left to our own devices. Oh my god, I don't know if we can do a show. Of course we can. Uh, <laughs> we're congressmen, so, we do, it can do anything. So, I, I stumbled across this um, guy talking about a project that was in the works when we first started working in Anaheim, whence uh, Disney had acquired the Queen Mary, and they were talking about putting a what a, a resort or a, an attraction there in Long Beach. I am basically a, a park. Yes. So, um, and there, you know, the, the the article talks about how you know the the old complaint that they couldn't manage. Disney couldn't manage the look around the park of all the little, you know, mom and pop hotels. Um, so, it, in the middle of the article, it talks about, you know, although the Walt Disney Company was, con- was concerned about Anaheim, they did have other options in Southern California. On January 21st, 1988, the Walt Disney Company entered into a 50-50 joint venture agreement with Industrial Equity Limited of Hong Kong to purchase the assets of the Rather Corporation for $152.3 million. Included in the agreement was a 1,174 room Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim and the right to build hotels on the West Coast with the Disney brand. Jack Rather had gained the rights when he made the deal with Walt before the park opened. Other assets included the Vacationland Campground north of the hotel, control of the Queen Mary and Spruce Goose in Long Beach, 47 acres of parking lot and retail space in Long Beach adjacent to the tourist attractions, and the Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Now that's a surprise. I didn't know that they had uh, Rather owned the Biltmore. You see that hotel in all kinds of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Interiors, anyway. Most importantly, Disney believed they gained the right to create a 236 acres out of tidal water in the port of Long Beach. Typically, coastal waters in California could not be filled in for recreational purposes, but Disney felt it could overcome such a limitation. In March, Disney bought out its partner for $85.2 million and gained full control of all the properties. Wow. In July of 1990, Disney announced plans for the new $2.8 billion Port Disney Resort. The resort would front both sides of the mouth of Los Angeles River and Long Beach Harbor. On the port side, the Queen Mary would be moved 700 feet north and remain a tourist attraction and a hotel. It would also serve as the resort's marquee. The big attraction would be Disney Sea, a new theme park where guests would embark on a fascinating evolutionary journey through the seas. At the center would be Oceana a gigantic oceanarium with a variety of marine habitats. People would be able to see the 
display from the walkways above or through underwater portholes below. Sounds very ambitious, doesn't it? Uh, along with the usual array of Disney-type attractions, so, such as Captain Nemo's Lava Cruiser, Fleets of Fantasy, Mysterious Island, and Heroes Harbor would be the future research center, a state-of-the-art laboratory. Oops, there's a period there. A state-of-the-art laboratory. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't read it first. I'm going to skip, skip, skip. There's a picture here of what looks suspiciously like um, DCA, a sun wheel, Ferris wheel with the sun right, right in front of a... Uh, coaster behind it. Right in yeah. front of a coaster, yeah. Uh, let's see... Well, don't forget the part of the area where this is supposed to be built uh, was where the Long Beach Pike was originally settled, and so that, I think that was part of the idea was that would be part of the park would be a wooden roller coaster to bring back the images of the Long Beach Pike. Okay, yeah, uh, hotels, a canal, let's see, uh, a marina, Port of Long Port of Long Beach responsible new cruise ship terminal, five cruise ship berths, uh, more enhancements to Long Beach Shoreline Drive. Ah. The assumption was that the project would be would open in two phases, the first coming online in 2000 and the second by 2010. Disney hoped to attract 10 million guests in the first year and more than 13 million by the time the second phase was completed. For Long Beach, the project would have been a major win. More than 12,400 permanent jobs were expected. The project would have generated new direct and indirect economic activity of approximately $1.7 billion per year in Long Beach and $3 billion per year in the five-county Southern California region. Wow. And let's not forget, because if you take a look at the uh, map and the picture that comes along with that there, uh, Disney had intended and planned to put a couple cruise ship ports in as part of this project, not just yes. for the future Disney cruises, but they were going to be bringing in the Carnival and the Princess Cruises yes. and bring yes. those into the whole area as well. Yes. All right. So here's, here's where it gets dicey, right? After the Walt Disney Company made their announcement, Long Beach City officials were very excited and optimistic about hosting a Disney resort. However, Disney began to run into opposition from the very powerful California Coastal Commission and environmental groups such as the Sierra Club. You know, the Sierra Club was um, present when they, well, I should say, shouldn't say present, but they were one of the ones that helped kill the project up in uh, the Northern the, California also. The Mineral King project. Yep. Right, uh, right. Disney needed Disney. Oh, okay, so the 1976 California Coastal Act did not allow for landfill to be used for recreational purposes. Disney needed the commission's approval for the required 236 acres of landfill. Without the additional land, the Disney project could not move forward. You know what? I, I wonder what that uh, Coastal Commission does allow landfill for. Yeah, that's if, that. If it's that's not a, for recreational. What will they? Yeah. You know, because isn't like walking. You know, let's say they landfill it and you put a park on it, right? And you can yeah. walk around. That's recreational use. Maybe they fill it so they can have a dump. Or, or a parking lot. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it seems really stupid. But yeah. Oh. That's California's Coastal Commission. So, so we'll, well, we'll talk, when we reach the epilogue portion, we'll talk about what they did allow landfill to be put in in that place. So, to get around the limitation, Disney sponsored Senate Bill 1062, which would exempt Disney from the Coastal Act. State Senator Henry J. Mello, from Watts, a Democrat from Watsonville, said they're trying to fill ocean waters. That's the biggest sin man could commit on this planet as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> whether it's Disney or anybody else. By June, the bill died in the legislature. In hindsight, Robert Solnick, executive director of the American Oceans Campaign, said Disney went about this in an ivory tower approach, which was neither naive or arrogant on their part. So, You know, what's funny is that guy says, you know, this should never landfill. Um... 
there's so much landfill around Boston and Salem where they've totally redone the coastline for whatever their needs are. Sure. Over now, that may have been prior to our um, yep. awareness of how bad maybe But that's, that's, that's the Northeast. They tend to be a little more pragmatic about land use there where people are packed in on top of each other. Yeah. There's, there's another concept, too. Uh, considering what is it, uh, two-thirds of the earth is ocean, uh, there's not enough land to fill the ocean up with landfill. This is just redesigning the coastline to make it workable. I don't so. think that's what the guy was saying, but um, well, but that's what he's that's what he the said. The biggest thing is fill fill the ocean fill ocean with land. What the you know? They I say landfill is that is that trash? Because when I hear the word landfill, I think of a dump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, but, you know we've landfilled where necessary all the time. Um, I mean, Tokyo Disneyland sitting on a landfill. Yeah, no well, kidding. It's all reclaimed land, right? And there's some large portions of San Francisco up there, and in particular the Embarcadero, that's all landfill as well. That's Foster why City. Various, yeah, various some of the earthquakes. areas that don't do too well in the earthquakes are sitting on that yeah. land. I, you know, I hadn't realized or maybe never paid that close of attention that they were actually going to push the Queen Mary a little north. Yeah. Now, I wonder how that would have worked. Because <laughs> I think the thing's rusting. She's well, still floating. I'm sure. Well, I don't know if she's still floating. How yeah, she's, she's still floating. She still goes up and down with the tides. Yeah, I thought there was a little more rigidness to her, you know, being there. But um, that would have been. All right, I got to check. To do you got to check that? I'm going to okay. Google it because I, I think I, I I think she's sitting on the bottom. I had a uh, not not on purpose. Um, not on purpose. I think I think just over time. Stuff's built oh, up on the bottom. I think oh, silt and all that yeah. just pushed up against it. I had a uh, film instructor who uh, was a second unit director predominantly for uh, underwater scenes. And he, on a number of occasions, was part of the inspection crew because they re- routinely send divers underneath it to check the uh, keel to make sure that it's not doing anything it's not supposed to be doing. So he said, it's free flo- he said she's free floating in there. I know she's and supposed to noticed, be. But I have noticed that she does tend to go up and down with the tides. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah, and all the you know, I go there for the Scottish festivals all the time. All the connections, you know, the walkways all have the uh, ability to move a little bit. So now it's interesting because I remember there was the argument with the landfill, but the other argument I remember hearing people screaming bloody murder on was. How do they get the traffic in and out in spite of the fact that there's a freeway that ends, that terminates right there at that same spot? Right there, yeah. People were complaining about the traffic problems. I think Personally, I thought that was a big problem myself. Uh, having been going down there for years and still go down there quite a bit, that gives you one route in and out. And those the little streets, like Second Street and stuff that is around there, are not large enough to, you know, take on Disney-type traffic. It's bad enough when you have um, a festival down there or uh, seasonal events at the Queen Mary. It's it's horrible. Now, maybe they would have improved some of that, but it is terrible down there. Yeah, no, I, I can't. 
go ahead, go ahead, Richard. I'm so, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just again looking at the map on this. The original design, as you mentioned, goes on. This is the outlet of the Los Angeles River coming into Long Beach Harbor, and they were working on both uh, sides of it. The north side of the outlet is where the where Long Beach ended up having the Long Beach, the Aquarium of the Pacific, was built, along with some more landfill that was in there. That uh, whoa, wow, it, it, it's parkland that they put the landfill. It's being used for recreational use, so I don't know what that means. I. Not so sure you're exactly correct there, because there is still this, all this water still exists. They've built around it on the edge. Um, the one little inlet I see here, I don't remember still being there, but that, a lot of that water is still there. I'm still scanning here, looking for something that says whether or not it's floating or sitting on the bottom by accident or on purpose. And long story short, Disney did build Disney Seas. They just built it over in Tokyo instead of here. Well, the right, Ori- right. no, let's be let's be correct. The Oriental Land Company built it. Well, they they we- paid Disney built it. Uh, uh, OLC paid for it and operates it. Sure. So and right down to a three stacked ocean liner set that looks somewhat like the Queen Mary over there, the SS Columbia, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the park, from what I can see, though, looks uh, nothing like this picture, other than the mountain. None of these, like, globes. or Yeah, no, that didn't make it. A lot of that stuff is, is not there. Well, you know, a lot of that's going to be uh, changed out. Well, I'm sure. I mean, Concept. look at California Adventure from the original Westcott to what it ended up being when it opened up to, in uh, 2001 to what they just redid it to be today. Okay. You can't compare Westcott to DCA because there were two different projects. They may have ended right. up in the place, but they were well, two different projects. Disney Sea so, Long Beach is a different project from Disney Sea well, Tokyo. I agree, but when you say Disney Seas was eventually built in in um, or uh, Japan, it, yes. But a, a lot a lot of the stuff is still in there. Mysterious Island, uh, Captain Nemo, uh, the uh, was the, the Seven Seas, uh, the seven the I don't want to say Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, what do they call it? The, the ports of the Seven Seas that go around the park. Um, so I, I've just seen pictures, and it the looks port like- that goes around the park at Disney Sea. The name of it. Is that what you're asking? Well, the, the Disney Seas, if I remember correctly, for Tokyo is similar in design to uh, Animal Kingdom where there's the central part where the volcano is. Then you have water that surrounds it with ridges that go out on spokes out to the outer edges. And that's supposed to be the different ports of the seven seas. Ah, and I can't remember what that was called. I was told what it was. It had it was like I want to say Seven Seas Lagoon, but it's yeah. it's similar type of name. That's what's stuck in your head because of Florida, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, all I can all I can find is that most people think it still floats. Yeah, it still floats. I, I I would bet money that it's, she's still floating. But in, in in my searches, I've come across a news, news article where a dude wants to float her and make her seaworthy again and send her back out to sea. For what uh, reason? There, there's, there's a contractual agreement never to have that happen again. Proposals flow to return the Queen Mary to the high seas. 
Let me see what it says the reason. Small Las Vegas Entertainment Company is backing the Queen's Project, an organization that hopes to renovate the ship, which has been docked in Long Beach for 42 years. Uh, Soliciting I mean, funds cost $1.5 billion and require at least four years of dry dock restoration. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, gosh. if you uh, float around and make her a uh, casino. But yeah, you, can... you guys have both gone on board the ship, and you know how much she's been gutted. I mean, she has no engines. The boilers have all been removed from her. I think, I think, like two floors down from that first class um, accommodation there, you know, where the tours don't go. I think all that's ripped out. I've been down there. It is all ripped out. There's, yeah, there's. In fact, it's somewhat spooky. Um, picture, you know, the, the big engine room you can go through in the back. So there were, what, four of those, right? Four, yes. Uh, four operating stacks. Um, no, three. Three, three, operating, three stacks. operating stacks. You walk over catwalks and you can look down hundreds of feet and there's just nothing but black. Uh, then we've been down to the bottom. We did one of those ghost, you know, uh, uh-huh. walks. And, yeah, it there, were, there ain't nothing down there. Yeah, the, the boilers are all removed. It's just empty space that's down there like a big hold and with the right amount of money you couldn't so yeah this article this article talks about there are many formidable hurdles to fulfilling uh what this this guy's only 26 called his lifelong dream of making the queen mary luxurious and seaworthy again it's lifelong he's yeah yeah what are you talking about (laughs) they include an agreement between long beach and the cunard and cunard prohibiting queen mary from being used for trade at sea or as a commercial cruise line Beyond that, we anticipate that our tenant will come forward with plans of its own for improvements to ship on the property. Uh. Well, the way I look at it is, Kennard has a uh, Queen Mary two. So, yes, which there's, is there's your Queen of the Seas, bringing right ginormous. Yeah. Um, so, Richard, just just for your uh, information, I can't find what you were looking for, but when you go around Tokyo Seas, you get Mediterranean Harbor, you get American Waterfront, you get Port Discovery. Yeah, Mysterious Island uh, that's kind of in the middle, Lost River Delta, Arabian Coast, and Mermaid Lagoon. And it's, you know, looking at a top view versus just how you probably feel in the park. Yes, the there's kind of an island in the middle, though it doesn't look like the water quite makes it all the way around. It, it has all appearances that there's an island in the middle. But it, it, it has that illusion. illusion. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's what, if there's a name for that, the whole river kind of thing. I don't see one on the maps, but they, you know, that's all the areas you were looking for. Queen, Queen Mary has three, three stacks, by the way. I couldn't remember. Seems like I, I was yeah, thinking yeah. there was some ship that had like three or four, but only, that, you know, it didn't, they didn't all operate. A little, one, a little ship called the Titanic was four stacks. Yeah. Three, but, three were real. One was for show. Okay. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, and it is little because it's nowhere near the size of the Queen Mary. Correct. It's close, but but yeah, she was nine hundred and some feet, and the Queen Mary is what, just shy of twelve hundred. Something. Yeah, like I don't that. know. It's big. And the QM two is like fifteen or sixteen. Everything huge. Yeah, she's so big that they, uh, when she came and uh, paid a visit to Long Beach, they were going to bring her near the Queen Mary, to you know, she just completely dwarfed the Queen Mary and they couldn't get her that close because there wasn't uh, deep enough water close in there. Yeah, and, she, and there's a, uh, about them leaving New York, they had to wait for the tide to be low so it could fit under one of the bridges. Yeah, I mean she got close enough. I mean she was docked right there at the dock that's you know, a spit away. I mean you could definitely tell that it's No, tight. she wasn't. 
Are you sure you have two? Yeah, it didn't come yeah. in and dock at the normal dock. No, it's it's uh, not deep enough. It's too shallow. And the normal okay, because you said they wanted to pull up beside it and it was too shallow, but it yeah, couldn't she, go to the normal dock. She stayed a couple hundred yards off the uh, side, out in the deeper water. Oh, so the biggest canards or whatever that come into that port are still not as big as that one. Correct. I thought I yeah, saw. Those, I thought I saw a picture of it in port there. Yeah, that's the uh, Carnival Carnival Cruise Line dock right there by the Queen, and uh, they're pretty close to matching, maybe a little bit bigger than the Queen Mary, but they're nowhere near the size of the QM2. She's just one friggin' huge ship. Here, she is. Here's a picture if I that has both of them. Uh, That's a crappy picture, though. If I remember correctly, she's uh, displacing just shy of 200,000 tons. <laughs> oh, by the, yeah, should we explain the uh, the lounge music there going on? Uh, <laughs> if you want to. There's a picture that shows them. They almost look, because of the depth of field, they look like they're sitting right behind each other in, in the <laughs> same orientation. Tell me if this is the picture. But it's, it's horrible. It's blurry. Look at that crazy-ass link, too. Oh, that is one long link. That's what she said. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not the picture you're thinking of? No. Um, I love to do these things because, you know, people listening can't follow along. Well, you know, it's fun for us. Yeah, it is fun for us. But this is all based, this is all depth of field here on the on the camera, but it, it does make them. This is maybe what I saw before when I thought they it got closer than Richard is saying they they have they say the Queen Mary 2 is is about as long as a Nimitz class aircraft carrier wow that's fracking big it's this picture this little graph here let me see if I can get the uh, oh, oh oh I see yeah your depth of field shows these two here's here's a here's another yeah. picture another great picture well here's an, here's one from the top view wait is that the Queen Mary 2 or is that another one in there because that makes it look like it's docked. In fact, I it think does. it's just floating out here in the ocean. Wait, I'll, I'll give you this one. Now, this I can't guarantee because I don't know. I don't know what the hell the Queen Mary Two. I, I gotta trust when someone says it's the Queen Mary Two because I don't know its shape. I don't know its you know. Um, but no, that's the Carnival ship next to her. Yeah, that's not the that's Queen the Mary Two. That's yeah, a Carnival that's, boat. That's a Carnival yeah. That's the aerial shot that I just said? Yeah, that's a Carnival yeah. cruise. That okay. Carnival's the only cruise line that docks in Long Beach. Everybody else goes to Port of L.A. Ah. on the other side of the bridge. Um, here, this picture might... See... Had a similar stack. V, check this one out. I mean, I see... I'll get the previous check. picture. Interesting. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the comparison chart. I always like these. They show how you know, like there's the Empire. Oh, Transamerica. Okay, good comparison. And the Golden Gate Bridge. Queen Mary, Queen Elizabeth, Nimitz. Wow. Why throw the Jeremiah O'Brien in there? Who's, yeah. What? What is? Have you ever heard of that boat? I never heard of that boat. <laughs> have you? No. That's <laughs> uh, funny. It means something to somebody. I guess so. At least they kind of keep. They stayed consistent with the paint scheme and, and all that. That's kind of cool. Sure. So, yeah, that, that effer is big. <laughs> yeah. There she is, 151,000 tons. Yeesh. 
which is more than a Nimitz class carrier. I don't know. Yeah, that's one big boat, dude. Not, not, I don't think it's as long, but it might displace more. Yeah, she's a, she's a tad bit longer according to that chart you just sent. All right. Well, I'm not seeing any more pictures of uh, of it yeah. compared. But I'm, I I remember you know working and and the Queen Mary being a place for having stuff to do right. They, they had the that uh, that that Queen Scary thing that was done by Disney as a way to yeah, siphon people off from Not Scary Farm and they have still have their own version. They have one that runs uh, all year round, which is cheesy because they at one point they tell you you're up in the bow, you're not. Not even close. Um, but I, I heard their scary ship, or whatever they call it, uh, when they do it at Halloween, is actually pretty good. I've never been to that one. Uh, but I have been to the actual, you know, ghost hunter. I, and I also know they did um, uh, fireworks. They did Disney did fireworks at Queen Mary, 4th of July. You know, you know what I kind of find ironic? Remember the controversy about one uh, making them all shave their mustaches and, and beards, especially the captain. Yes, yes, yes. And here the, we are. The Disney look. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twenty years later. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So much uh, for I, that great thing. I. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard they were going to allow beards and mustaches. Is man, those poor guys at the Queen. Right, here, I came across an interesting Queen Mary two by the numbers. Yeah. I'll start with the lowest one and go to the highest one. Okay. The depth in inches of the shallowest baby pool, one inch. Five, the number of swimming pools aboard. Eight, the number of spare propeller blades carried aboard the ship at all times. Wow. I found that interesting. Ten, the distance. The size they probably are and where they have to store. <laughs> Huge. Can you imagine? Actually, no. The, uh, I was remember reading about it that the... Uh, Propellers, first of all, like like Mike was saying, they keep the blades. The blades are, since the uh, propellers can rotate, they, they use they azipods. The they use azipods right. too, right? The little pods the, that rotate underneath. They rotate, and also the they can change the pitch on the blades. So you actually have individual blades that are attached to it. And overall, they're a little bit smaller than the propellers that were on the original Queen Mary. So wait, you're saying they don't change the whole propeller? They just change a blade? Blade, yes. I I think they bolt on and bolt off. I'm sure they have to go into some sort of ship repair facility to get access to it. That would be yeah. That yeah. would be easier to carry than one big you know yeah. round. All right, thing. so yeah. ten, the distance of miles which you can still hear the horn. Twelve, the number of dogs a ship can transport in its onboard kennels. How many? Twelve. It's not very many. No, consider- considering it's probably four thousand passenger boat at least, right? They don't. They probably don't have a poop deck uh, similar to the ship. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, thirteen. The clearance and feet when the Queen Mary two passed under the Verrazano Narrows Bridge in New York City. How many? Thirteen. Wow. That's pretty stinking close. Yeah. Fifteen number of restaurants. Twenty-four number of treatment rooms in the spa. Seventeen total number of decks. Thirty-four top speed in miles per hour. Oof. Huh. That's what I'm trying on the open ocean. Here's where where it goes. 128, the number of artists commissioned to create unique artwork for the vessel's corridors. 500 seats in the cinema. Okay, we already know the length is 1,032. 1,250 is a crew. 3,000 number of passengers. Here comes interesting. 
The acreage of the exterior deck space, 3,500 acres. Wow. <laughs> the exterior, <laughs> that's exterior deck space. Wow. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> you know, we're about as far off Disney topic as we are. I know, but, you know, come on. <laughs> it's fun. 8,000, number of books in the ship's library. Wow. 20,000, number of people directly or indirectly involved in vessel design and construction. Who cares? Weight and tons, we already talked about. How many condoms do they sell per month? Yeah, I wish. Uh, total horsepower, 157,000. 300,000 estimated cost of each cabin. Ah, here we go. The number of liters of fresh water each of the ship's three desalinization plants can produce each day. 630,000 liters. Now, what do they do when everything breaks down and the ship is like leaning to one side and you have to... Yeah. Bags and leave them out they, in the they, hole. They sell. They sell the ship to Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Here, there's a there's a picture I got of you for uh, aerial shot of the two ships, as close as the QM2 can get to the Queen Mary. Oh, okay, I got three more facts here. Eight million. The number of man hours required to build the Queen Mary two. Twenty four million. The amount of damages in U.S. dollars awarded the ship's owners due to design fault with the propulsion units. Wow. Ooh. And you ready for the cost in United States dollars when launched? You want to guess? Sure. Click now to learn more. Only Anybody? Yeah. We're ready. Tell us. Tell us. One billion dollars. Were you turning up your pinky while you were saying? That? I would. <laughs> you gotta say that. Yeah. One billion dollars to so much the boat cost. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's, when did it launch? Yeah, this is the blurry picture I was trying to. Drop in the other time. I sure would like to sail on that boat, but oh my gosh. That's definitely, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Cruise is just, you know. Well, the one thing about the QM2, she's designed not just to be a cruise ship, but an actual ocean liner. Yes, ocean going. Yeah. That's a big deal for Cunard. They have a planetarium, I guess, on board too. Well, how many? So you're saying some of these cruise ships can just go up and down the coast; they they can't go across the ocean. Well, okay, they're, they can go across. They the go ocean, across the ocean, but that's not their business. Their business is to island hop or to pull in and out of ports and not really do open ocean steaming. But the Queen Mary Two's done a round the world cruise. I come across it's one of its voyage maps here, looking for other stuff. The she has additional stabilizers on board to. Uh, help keep the ship stable out in uh, deep ocean, which uh, some of your cruise ships don't necessarily need because they stay close to the coastlines. It's doing a world cruise uh, at the end of this year and beginning of next year. Holy cow, I should see the ports of call here. Let's see, itinerary and prices. I'm not seeing price. Oh, here we go. World cruise price per person. Full itinerary, double occupancy, U.S. dollars, government taxes. Uh, 2013, finally, Queen Mary Cruise inside Britannia. $22,000. <laughs> Holy crap. But is that yeah, all? Yeah, I can afford that. <laughs> is it all inclusive? Yes. Except for alcohol, probably? Correct. That That's, you know, basic food, lodging. I'm trying to find how many ports. And, and how long is it? Uh, this one doesn't. Here, here's a, the 2014. 119 nights. Holy 119 crap. nights, and it costs. It costs twenty two thousand. Twenty two thousand dollars for 119 nights. Just shy of four months at sea. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you can that's tell a, us what that's, that's like. A, <laughs> that. 
That's only $184 a night. Yes. Minimum per day is $185 per night inside and $580 a night for a suite. I mean, when you consider that against a a, uh, hotel that will not feed you three squares and uh, have a bunch of entertainment, it's a value. Whether or not you can take that much time off, and uh, that's for old—that's for retired people. And 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 you know, don't don't forget to factor in the cost of when you pull into a port, you're going to spend money yeah. there, sightseeing oh, uh, and yeah. whatnot, right? Holy Grant, God. Grant, you know, Karen when she went, uh, she took one of those Globus uh, bus tours around Ireland. She said some of the old farts never got off the bus. At any stops, you know, you know, of course there were some overnight things. Okay, you get off here's your hotel. Yeah, but some of them did stop at a site. They never. It's like everything they did was viewing it through the window. So you never know. There could be people that never leave that cruise ship. Just like when we go to Vegas, there are people who never leave the hotel they stay in. Literally, never leave the hotel they stay in. Never go outside the door. They they are. They go down, gamble, go up and sleep, or go to. Movie or go, you know, but it's all in that one, you know. You're so. you're saying they never leave the bubble, yeah, yeah, something like the that. The Vegas bubble, such as it is. So, me, uh, guys, a question. Okay. Something came up recently in Facebook, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I posted a little PSA for people who use their smartphones <laughs> as a video device. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, you know, throw it out. You know, Richard, I know he never, they, I, he barely knows what Facebook is. No, I saw the posting and I heard your rant before you put the post in, too. Okay. Video is a horizontal format. Correct. It's not. And there was one example given of a vertical format, which is, you know, the one billionth of a time it's probably used in a vertical, professionally, in a vertical format. It's used as amateurs way too much and you know i've become hypersensitive watching commercials with smartphones in them not one of them that i've seen show video being recorded vertically it does show uh, photographs being done portrait but not video and they're very horizontally uh, no he's saying port- they are shooting horizontally is what he's saying oh. they're doing it correctly is what you're saying right Correct, except for oh. photographs, which they a lot of times show people doing portrait, but never video. They always show them doing horizontal. Um, I was just amazed that somehow sticking to a standard that's been a standard for so long and probably will forever be a standard in video, um, I was you know, kind of accused of being backwards and not forward thinking. And I saw that out of the box. And I thought I was really surprised by some of what I kind of considered really backwards uh, ways of thinking. I, I was just shaking my head going. Uh, and then when two rights, I said something about uh, one guy says, well, just stack two of them together. Now it'll be okay. I'm like, it's still vertical. It's right. just a little wider, but it's still two wrongs. Don't make a right. He's oh yes, it does. I'm like, no, it's still vertical. You know, just, I was I, re, I was really surprised. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that whole thing. And I was just kind of shaking my head. That yeah, and where it digressed to, um, it was even worse than the original conversation of just posting a funny PSA. The PSA is actually kind of funny. It's uh, you know with like puppets and stuff talking about why 
you know, TV and uh, film is a horizontal format because your eyes are side by side. They're yeah. not. <laughs> You're not on top. You're not. <laughs> So it's you know it, it was it was you know a fun way to kind of point out to people who probably don't realize they're you know effing up uh, not on purpose and you know Facebook has fixed their video so it'll show rather than pillar bar, pillar boxing it it just shows it vertically uh, YouTube still has resisted I don't know if they plan on changing or not uh, every time I, sure I, every time I see my wife uh, just uh, this last weekend baseball game she holds up the iphone because i guess it's easier to hold it with one hand vertical and she starts i go don't do that she goes okay yeah so she turns it but she'd already started the video so it flipped it inside anyway it's it kept (laughs) you know it it rotated and filmed in a horizontal format but you still had to hold the phone straight up and down to watch it and so let her box the crap out of it i'm like okay this well, now, if you play it back, will it play back properly, or is it just on the phone that it, it letterbox it like? I, you know, I don't know. You just watch it on the phone. Somebody did make that comment saying, "Well, why couldn't why couldn't they let you film horizontally?" It's like it's an inconvenience to turn my wrist. I'm like, really? You know, considering what guys do with their wrists sometimes, I don't think it would be a hard thing for someone to hold a phone. I can hold it one hand and record. It's pretty damn easy. Yes, yeah, it, it is. Doing that. It is easy when you're holding it vertically. Horizontally, you kind of have to grip it no, on that Horizontally, edge. I've never had an issue trying to hold my phone. I've always oh, taken pictures horizontally hands. and taken video with one hand horizontally. Yeah, I think it takes two hands. In fact, I think you're better off sometimes with one hand than two and you're but you know once you push the record it's it's a piece of cake to just hold it one handed. I, I just I just don't get the, the pushback. I wasn't sure if people were just being facetious to be facetious or if they were serious. Uh, no, it's cause... it's funny when I take pictures of people at Disneyland and they'll bring in their iPads or their iPhones and they want to take their picture and they're holding it vertical. My first inclination is I tor- turn it horizontal because usually when you're going to be v- viewing this, you're going to look on your TV or your computer monitor. It's going to be on a horizontal. So that's my first inclination is I turn it horizontal and there's a number of times where they've said, no, 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 and they want the portrait. So they so I shoot it the way they want, but there's a lot of people that really insist that that's the way it has to be shot is up and down. Well, a lot of things, you know, when you're taking a photograph, portrait is fine for a lot of things. Now, if you got a big white group and they want this, you know, portrait shot and the time you, you know, they see it, it looks like they're 20 feet away because, you know, trying to squeeze them all in. And, but, and you got all the sky above them. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> happens, but then again, that's, that's on the guy who took the picture. Um, Cause there's, there's a way to, you know, Frame that up a little better if you if you have too horizontal. Much. Yeah, well, that is one way too. <laughs> but portrait is definitely acceptable in photographs, just not in video. No, it's not. It's, it's quite annoying, actually. So I thought I'd mention it on the show. Yeah. yeah, no, we actually kind of talked about this at the end of the last one, I think. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I, I might have had a little because I remember Richard telling a story. He's trying to take a picture and rotate the camera, the phone, and people tell him to flip it back. Vertical. I wasn't sure where I heard that story. If you know, some of his stories okay. I've heard quite a few times, so I wasn't sure, uh, you know, which one it was on. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm also kind well, of. I'll check that off the list that I've brought that up at least twice, so I won't bring that up anymore. <laughs> well, I, I brought it up today, and you just kind of added to it. Uh, well, you know, 
though I got to tell you, after seeing some real cynical comments, I got to kind of you know self reflect a little bit. I think there's a good there's a good fine line between you know some correct you know criticism when it's necessary and just outright cynicism and um, being mean for being to be mean sake or just a yeah, dogpile. And just some of the way that that conversation digressed and um, and got off topic and just got yeah got kind of mean spirited and, and uh, one person doesn't actually know what the uh, textbook definition of cynical is because when he told me what he is that's textbook cynical uh, so I thought that was kind of funny uh, for someone who spouts to be so intelligent yeah. so he's being cynical about being cynical. Yeah, perhaps maybe he was ironic. Yeah, <laughs> ironic. <laughs> I doubt but, it. You know, you know, I know sometimes I get a little, uh, you know, hypercritical. But now I got to think: Am I do if I sound like that guy? Then I got to reassess how how I approach being, you know, uh, critical. You know, so I have to I have to think about that. Hey, oh, by the way, I should announce. Uh, the video contest that many of you voted for won. So, um, the so one we, that the one that you're proud of, the one that was before the current one. Oh yeah, what the music video that I'm working yeah, on? Yeah, was, yeah. Oh my god, that is so horrible. <laughs> uh, god, do I have? You, uh, you've got to hear what this this horrible. No, 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 no. They you don't. They, it the last time. You they don't the have time. to hear it. Wait, no, I didn't play that. They don't have to hear it. I did not play it don't, for you. Don't make me pull your microphone down. They don't have to hear it. Hey, uh, real quick, since I guess we're done with the uh, whole Disney Seas and Long Beach uh, conversation. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's my jam. Uh-huh. Come on. Think. <laughs> That's um, the crap that I had to. Stop. Her performance was so bad. We didn't record the performance. My ears are bleeding. We made our own, uh, you know. Wait, narrative, isn't, isn't this the stuff that we had to go find homeless people hanging <laughs> on the street? Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought fit for. Uh-uh, uh-huh. No, come on. Please. Please. Come on. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, one where we had that one gangbanger type that saw the camera and suddenly thought we were the cops or something. Yes, out there. yes, I remember that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But anyway, we're the first group to have won a video contest in their first quarter. Oh. Uh, so I had to go up there to. They have these things called Pizza and Post uh, once a week, I think, maybe a couple times a month, uh, where they bring in an industry professional to do like a little dog and pony show, and then they have pizza. You know, pizza and post. Though it should be called post and pizza because they don't serve the pizza till after post is done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because um, if they feed you first, you might not stay for the other it, part. Well, exactly. But here I heard that. So they showed the film first, and you know, you know how nerve. It's bad enough sitting in the classroom, but you know, you're with a bunch of students that you know don't know as more, if not as much as you, or whatever. And you get your your instructors, and you expect them to be critical. But now it's being shown in front of industry professionals, so I'm thinking they've all the things I hate about it now because I've seen it so many times. Um, but people laughed at the right places, and you know, had a pretty good. That's you know, always a plus when they laugh at the correct places and right, instead of the wrong places. We didn't just get you know a little a little <laughs> courtesy courtesy clap. Golf clap, you know, we, you know, it was a 
pretty pretty resounding. And they asked me if I want to get them to say anything. I said, no, that's okay, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I had a couple of people come up to me afterwards, some students and a couple professionals that uh, told me what they liked about it. And, uh, you know, so that was that was nice. It was somewhat gratifying because it was, you know, it was a little nerve wracking uh, sitting there. I can only imagine that, you know, I've, uh, one of the guys, the professionals told me, don't worry about, it. you know, Spielberg and all these guys that, you know, sit through theirs with with regular people they're all going through the same thing don't think because they've made 100 films you know that's not nerve-wracking for them and i was thinking about the time when i was setting you know like two rows away from tony scott in one of his films for one of those kind of you know preview things um so I, yeah I, I don't know I, but we won and thank you for everybody who voted and uh, you know so there you go congratulations yes congratulations go. Yeah, go the back a little bit you know but uh <laughs> yeah Embarrassing yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say about the uh, Long Beach thing. The uh, I thought we would. Well, I was going to say there was a quick little epilogue because we were talking about Disney wanted to use the uh, landfill. They yeah. did. They did end up using the landfill, but they added more uh, uh, berths for freighters coming in and more cranes out there. So they actually filled up about, I would say, about three to four times as much as what Disney wanted to do, just for more freighters to go in there. You sure about that? Yeah. It, it, instead of building out to where it shows in this little drawing that they had there, they built more out towards the west. I say because that drawing would not be in the same area that those freighters and stuff. Are going down. No, they because that where the dome is and where the uh, the other line comes in is right at you know that from that point forward is where they were going to fill. Right, and instead what they did was they built towards the west of all that, and they built additional uh, uh, it uh, ITS is the name of the company. But you know, it's not recreational. Remember that it's yeah, not that's recreational. Right. No, educational. It, it, it is. It's it's commercial. It's definitely commercial. <laughs> Uh, that 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 cracked me up about that that uh, recreational like that. You would think that would be the reason you, you would landfill. You wouldn't landfill for those evil corporations and the oil people and all that, but uh, yeah, you, you would for the uh, a good recreational power to the people. You know that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what's you know? Uh, I hear Space Mountain is reopened now. Space Mountain is open, so everything for the most part is open, but there's still, and it was just announced in the news today that the uh, fine that was originally leveled at Disney has been cut back by two-thirds. So it's now down in the, somewhere in the $80,000 range, but I'm sure Disney is still That's contesting It's nothing, that. yeah. Chump change. I'm, exactly. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're still contesting That's as that. chumpy as you could get. I mean, uh you know, and I'm still not, well, again, this is all speculative. I'm not sure they really deserved it at all. You know, when you look at how long that park operated and the way it did, you look how Florida operates and uh, so the way a lot of their attractions load and unload without safety doors and gates and, you know, postings on the, the entrance about seeing where, you know, all the information about the rides can be viewed. And, you know, it's just, you know, where, where, you know, we might. I'm surprised they don't issue bubble wrap when you walk in the game. <laughs> you 
Well, hey, don't don't say that too loud. Somebody will say that we should. <laughs> or hel- helmets and uh, elbow pads when you walk through the gate, just in case. No, there, there's there's still a lot of things going on around there behind the scenes. The uh, I overheard a conversation the day that they were opening up Space Mountain that they almost lost Star Tours because they almost were told to shut down Star Tours for similar safety reasons, but Star Tours maintains and is still running. But I so it's, it's that they just like voluntarily shut these down. That they yeah, we talked about that last you know two weeks ago that yeah. all this all the shutdowns were voluntarily voluntarily yeah, it's, shut. It's, it's voluntarily shut down that, but in the meantime, if you operate it, we're going to fine you because it's not being operated in the, it, it, it's a whole lot of political jibber jabber that BS. Now looking at uh, start parts, tours, I can't imagine how much safer um, just bad, unless it's for cast members. I mean, you can't get it through a door until those, those ramps or walkways are up. You know, they've got, very high rails, at least the 36 inches they need, probably 42 inches they need. You know, it seems like you, th- that's one attraction that couldn't be much more restrictive to get to a moving part, you know. Now, underneath, different story, but they're still... Uh, but no one's supposed to be underneath those things when they're when they're powered up. Well, not directly underneath. They're still a gate. You can walk by them, but they're they're, they're gate uh, fence. They're like a, a metal fence that's around the let's say the operational perimeter of them, if I remember right. Correct. No. Yeah, you should not be directly inside that gate when they're operating. That would be kind of a dumb thing to do, anyways. In fact, there's sensors there that if it did detect motion in that area, it would shut down the attraction. It'd be fun so. to test, you know, get some rats. <laughs> Let them see what happens. Some rats. Get some monkeys. Put monkeys in there. There's enough feral cats around. I'm sure you can find one of those and shoot it over. So Toss I don't want to get it's real deep uh, because it doesn't excite me. But I guess the first grad night has come and gone. That, that well, The first grad night is tonight. It's underway. Okay, so we don't it know has if started. stabbed or hurt or gang colors have been flashed yet. Oh, I hope not. They no longer well, they no longer make you wear suits and ties or jackets no, or nice dresses for the ladies or pantsuits. In fact, officially, when you come in on grad night, the grad night officially starts at four in the afternoon. Really, and, and you mix in with regular park guests. Yes. You know, so many schools like our our high schools, they they not not my high, more the kids went, they stopped going to grad night. And they did, and I still don't know how this is legal. They do those things where they lock the kids in, like the gym or whatever, um, that they can't leave. And and I don't know if if, if it's considered lock in because you know maybe they've got a teacher at the door, but they give you the impression that they're locked in, uh, and you know all my mind thinks of is fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all the emergency exits no, are still clear. Uh, something like that, but uh, I don't know. And it is public school. <laughs> you never know how these people operate. Well, you know how, you never know how much the administration caves to parental pressure. Yeah. But yeah, officially the, uh, the uh, uh, grad night starts at four in the afternoon. And for a nominal fee, you can get a all-day park hopper pass that will let you come in right at park opening at 10 this morning. See, I guess for those who had never been to one in the grand old tradition of grad nights, 
you wouldn't know any better. And maybe that sounds like a great deal. Yeah, and, that's. I think that's part of it, Greg, because you know you take what you get, right? And, right. And and when you hear oh how what it was like in the quote unquote good old days, you either think oh they're just exaggerating, it never really was like that. You don't believe it. So I mean, well, here, here's the hands big, that actually played you know in our grad nights. I mean, top name performers uh, in their days. Uh, I don't know if they're doing that anymore. No, there. I was going to bring that up. Is that it's just the regular park entertainment, and then the big difference is both uh, the California Adventure closed at nine, Disneyland closed at ten. One other little difference this year: Red Night is at California Adventure. It is not at Disneyland. So officially, the park is closed, but the grads will still continue on to be there until about two or three in the morning. The Red Night continues on, but they've cleared the park of regular day guests. Yeah, and that's you know. how they do it with the uh, wristband or wristbands. Yeah, and see, I, so many people today probably don't even understand why we would be nostalgic for a private party. They'd never been to one. They'd never experienced that. And Mickey's Midnight Madness or the Ghost or the uh, Goofy Pursuit. One, not Goofy Pursuit. I, Mickey's Midnight Madness was the wrong one. Um, like the Halloween party. Uh, they've they've had in Florida and here. These are nothing compared to what a private party was in the old days, because those are so mar- those those are really marketed, uh, fairly well attended events compared to fireman night or uh, you know fireman night. Well, yeah, let's let's take or whoever else rented the park out. You know, let's take let's take one of the events. I happened to uh, my wife was going through some of my old. Disney stuff, taking a look at some of the old tickets, and I came across one of the tickets for an event called Contempo, which was a night that had, it was a private party, it had a lot of groups that were contemporary Christian music groups that played in there. They weren't a lot of, that's all they were. Right, I mean, that's, that. but it was name groups, it wasn't like Disneyland Entertainment, this was outside groups that you would go see a concert, but they would bring in half a dozen of these and play at the different venues. Everything from the uh, River Stage, where Fantasma currently is, all the way to Tomorrowland Terrace and Plaza Gardens, etc. Well, there, there was no... They, well, they floated a River Stage out there. There was no official stage. Um, they they crammed them in in places you wouldn't even think of. There was I remember one year, Daryl Mansfield's band, there was a huge stage set up basically where you would dip down to go underneath into toontown they had a stage set up there because there was no videopolis yet even in that year right uh the the end of the road was it's a small world and you had been, right. what was referred to as bambi's meadow off to the side because it was just vacant land yeah so i mean they would cram like that stage out on the uh the river the only time i really saw it set up was grad night or some special event where they had, you know, a lot of bands playing. Uh, and they'd have smaller bands, you know, like a Carnation. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it was, those were pretty nice events. But I, I have ones for Fireman Night because we had cousins who were firemen. Uh, had some for, like, um, uh, you know, what's the uh, the car maker union? The uh, United Auto Workers. Like the United Auto Worker Nights because, you know, we have family who, you know, we had a lot of union family. How about how about just a Disney family Christmas party? What about that well, private party? That's gone. Yeah, before, yeah, well, yeah, the way they do it now is really stupid. They but, don't. Well, I thought they it's had all a mix-in mix thing. Yeah. Oh, they do mix-in now. Okay. 
Well, well, it's yeah, it's Mixon, but you have you're part of the Disney family Christmas party, but you can just come in on a regular park day. They just have a little uh, spot off to the oh. side that you can come in and get your picture taken, special away from the regular guest, and that's it. Yeah. And you get your little ornament still. Uh, the ornament is given to you when you pick up your tickets at the team center. Now that's one of the smarter things they've done because having the box. I remember one year we wanted to leave early for some reason, and they didn't have the boxes out of the ornaments yet. And I'm like, God, what my effing ornament? My effing ornament of like eight years. I can't have not have the ninth year one, you know. Uh, but before they took over, rather it was even better. And then, of course, then the, the you know the uh, the local gentry of the Rather Corporation. Then they got to mix in with us. So then now we got people from like the Queen Mary's. Like, oh, they all of these. People? Yes, oh, yes, because they had they had the yellow ID card, right? You know, yeah. It's a, uh, but it was one of the few times you'd ever see people from like Imagineering working the rides or seeing, you know, uh, Michael Eisner making popcorn or ice cream or whatever he was doing. You know, it's, it was well that, that was kind of cool to have the executives out there. Uh, work in the line for you. That, that and that was the big fun. thing at the Christmas party was to have that little. Yeah, they were working the line so that they actually had to do what you do every day, but it gave them a little taste of it. So it gave a little bit more of a camaraderie, I think. But well, you plus, don't have that at all. I can't say that it wasn't busy because if you wanted to take your picture with the right character, like the year Bell and Beast, you know, had just come out, you could spend your almost your whole party waiting to get your damn picture taken. Correct. Um, so that was a downside, but I wasn't always into that. We'd find a lesser character, uh, maybe or something, or walk around and their particular picture spot had nobody waiting, so you jump in and get it done. Exactly, because there, you know, like a guy from, uh, I don't know, Robin Hood would be standing there, and nobody'd be there. Okay, this is our guy, or Minnie, Minnie dressed yeah. in her Christmas gear. Yeah, or or when Belle left, people would like. Oh, go in front of me. You know, they didn't want to be with the replacement character that was there for a short period of time. Okay. (laughs) Going back onto the grad night, I remember what, Greg, was it your grad night or was it your brother's grad night that the police performed over on the river stage? It was not the police for me because we had uh, Sea Wind, I think, was on the river stage. Sea Wind? Do you remember them? They were big. No, I don't. They were like, well, because you don't like jazz. Oh yeah, see, well, <laughs> I can't remember. I'd have to find. I still have my my uh, program somewhere. All I know is I was so damn tired, and I, I think I've told this story before. <laughs> I fell asleep on Space Mountain because I'd worked all day at Knotts, or I'd see no, been to school maybe in the morning, worked all the rest of the day at Knotts, went to grad night, and didn't have to be back at Knotts in the morning. Um, I fell asleep on Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I was similar. I uh, had class during the day had training that night at disneyland because i was just starting up there went to grad night that night and then the after as soon as i dropped off my date that morning i had to turn around and go right back to disneyland because i had more training during the day who was he what? why why are you playing jabba <laughs> he's laughing um oh i that reminds me i have a cool picture to show you guys to you. Hey, have yeah. you played Angry Birds Star Wars? A little. I have played it a little. <laughs> I just downloaded it today. I thought it was fun. Um, all right. So uh, we've covered that. And so, but it's just it's just a note that film on your smartphone. Um, oh, one other thing, Greg. 
Yes. You, you'll, you'll enjoy this. Yes, men who ride shaft. Uh, 21 <laughs> red knights this year. Wow. 21? That, 21 that's it? Knights. That doesn't sound yeah. like very much. We used to only have eight or nine. Oh, yeah. wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm I'm confused. Uh, when you said 21 grad nights, I'm thinking only 21 schools sending people. Uh, you, no. you mean actually 20, 21 scheduled events nights. with up to X number of people? That's like right. uh, you know Halloween Haunt went from a week at the most <laughs> to a month yeah, and a half. It's a month and a half, six weeks worth. It's crazy. So the, the plus part is we don't have as many schools for each. So we don't, because they are mixins and everything. So we're not maxing out like we used to, but still, it's a lot. Yeah, you know, like I say, some of it's just nostalgia. We we saw things in a different light because things were just done differently. And I don't think right, the kids right. today know any different. Um, and so. there's nothing like sitting there in the middle of the hub or uh, in Tomorrowland watching the sunrise. Yeah, that was, well, <laughs> I got to see that a lot when I started working there. But, uh, yes, at that time, that was unusual. Plus, you had to be bused in. You couldn't drive your own car. You had to arrive on a school bus. You know, if you Technically, didn't... they're still supposed to do that. I'm, I, but I have heard that they've made a lot of exceptions now, so I don't know how, how that's that on a mix and how the people arrive. I mean, I, I, know. I know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what, literally, when you were in the Disneyland parking lot and there was, you know, 100 buses – and we had a whole bunch of cast members lined up on either side, and you were corralled down the area. That's right. And if you didn't have a jacket on, you were sent to a trailer to get one. Uh, if you had a school colors on, you had to take that off and check it in. I mean, it was you know, very well controlled. So, uh, speaking, uh, speaking of watching the sunrise, you guys did get the word that uh, in another week, two weeks, May 24th, we have our 24-hour party. Yes. Huh? Saw someone post, it might have been Chelsea saying that there was going to be another 24 hour. Uh, you know, they're just degrading them and making them cheap. Really? Is that how? I'm kind of surprised they're doing another one, but hey, maybe the last one was a, was good for the bottom line. I don't know. It just Well, the interesting thing, they're doing this when we have a grad night too. So we're going to have the grads mixed in, but we're supposed to be having the grads leave at three in the morning, but we're still open till. <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to watch. That is weird. I, you know, I, the, I can always fall back on and say I was at the very first twenty-five hour party they ever did. Same here, and I was there the whole twenty-five. Yeah, oh, I had to pop out, take the girl home. She didn't want, she couldn't make it the whole time, but I came back. Couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. You know, you know, they always have those excuses, girly problems and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to put up with that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you know that twenty-five hour party. I do remember uh, taking naps over at the old Fantasyland Theater. Yeah, that was an indoor theater. People got to make sure that the youngins know that that was an indoor theater. Yeah, that's what I said. I it was really that wrong. Go into the Lincoln Theater and seeing people with their feet hanging over the chairs in front of them, totally snoozing away as Lincoln's, you know, doing his thing. Because pretty much the doors were open all night. They didn't really close them between shifts, I don't remember, but, you know, people brushing their teeth in the bathrooms, washing their hair. I mean, I didn't think it was really that necessary. You probably, you should have done that before you got there. And just because you were there a full day, I don't know if you really needed to do that again, but. And also yeah. people just have, you know, funny ideas about hygiene, you know. The, the teeth brushing, I can almost get. Well, in fact, I can get that. The hair washing. I That's think. a little obsessive but people oh that's like bringing a hair dryer on a camping trip so 
people were, you know, well, you don't have hair, so you don't know what it's like. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, people were, you know, sleeping in grassed areas that, you know, usually you would never see a person set foot on, you know, but they were sleeping. Yeah, I thought it, though it was fun, I look back and I'm thinking, God, why would Disney do this to themselves? You know, this this is kind of making you like, uh, you know, Six Flags or, uh, you know, it, it kind of, I thought it kind of cheapened some things because they, were, they just couldn't maintain it all, you know, while this was all going on. Um, so I don't know how the, you know, these newer ones have gone. Are you looking at my picture? Yeah, what is that? That's Star Wars. No, it's not. Yes, that it is. is. That's, that's, that's the... Uh... Tattooing scene with that's, Barge. That's for Jabba's Return of the pleasure Jedi. barge for oh, episode yeah. six. Yeah, I'm looking at the plane. And all the plane is a Navy A4. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. So I'll read to you the circumstances of how they managed to get that picture. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. April 1982, weapons debt to El Central while instructing at uh, VT 22. Filming was in progress for Star Wars episode six Return of the Jedi in the desert between you and El Centro. We would make a daily run, time permitting, pass the set after working the targets, and often wondered if we disrupted any scenes. Interesting. And so I, I assumed that this was filmed out in the desert with uh, all the other desert. No, no. Tunisia was, Tunisia was you know, uh, the first one, and then again for the prequels, but it's, it was well known that uh, Jabba's barge scene was shot in California. Was the was out at the Imperial Sand Dunes down there by Yuma? But well, the, so that well known. I didn't know the uh, the rocky desert part was Tunisia, but uh, the scene where in the first movie where R two D two gets zapped by the Jawas was shot in Griffith Park, over by Bronson Caves. Griffith Park, Bronson Caves. Yeah, you remember the scene in in Star Wars where R two D two's by himself. He had just left C three PO and he's yes. going down, and the Jawas jump out, shoot him with the thing, and he tips over. That was shot over there in Griffith Park. Really, really, the same place where uh, they Come did up. use Tunisia for. Uh, they did use Tunisia for uh, parts of the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. But the scene where Indy is holding the uh, RPG at the Ark and he's telling them to let the girl go. He just wants the girl right there at the end of the movie. Yes. Same spot in Griffith Park. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. The reason I know that is because... Wait, uh, wait, wait, where he's going to stand up and shoot the Ark with the bazooka? Yeah. That's not Griffith Park. That's Griffith Park. The nah, reason I, I know, know that is because uh, when I that was during the time when I was going in film school and I had a couple really huge Steven Spielberg fans and George Lucas fans. I mean, huge fans. Uh, and we ended up shooting a film that was in the same area. And they were explaining this to me. And we actually had one of the people, one of the scouts that had worked as a location scout with Raiders was up in the same area in Bronson Canyon looking at it for another film and we got to talk with him he goes oh yeah and he's explaining exactly where the sets were where they set up the shot so that it looks differently in fact 
one more uh, scene. Star Trek, the original television series, when they had the Romans and uh, when they beam down to the planet and they have the modern-day Romans and their gladiators on television. Yes. Opening sequence of that particular episode, same spot, uh, right there at Griffith Park. Bronson so, Canyon, you say. Bronson Canyon, Bronson Caves up there in the park. It's uh, you can't. We drove up to it because we got we were filming. We got permission and everything to go up there. I had to drag a generator up there, but uh, usually you have to hike up to the spot. You can't drive. You, there's parking down below, and then you hike up towards where the caves are. They're man-made caves. There's, there's it's nothing natural about them. You can still see the uh, the chisel points where the caves are drilled out for something way in the past. But just little location note there. Interesting, if it's true. It was. It was very interesting when we were you know, filming because we started filming some of the same sequences. You know, it's funny, Richard, that you're saying that. I'm, I'm looking something up. Not that I don't believe you. Um, I thought Mike would have all the information as a, being a huge fanboy. But I'm I'm reading something here that says all the scenes set in Egypt were filmed in Tunisia. That that I think everybody agrees on. It says in the canyon where Indiana I'm on Indiana Jones and the canyon where Indiana threatens to blow up the Ark was shot in Sidi Baul, just outside Tuzur. The location was previously lose, used in the Tatooine scenes in the '77 Star Wars. Uh, since many people in the location and crew were in the same for both films, notably the canyon was exactly the same location where R2-D2 R2 was attacked by the Jawas. All I can tell you is what I was told. And I was told by the All guy right. that Which was the location scout. that Film school. Well, I mean, he said some stuff was in the right same place, but not in the same country as he thought originally. Well, yeah, it seems like, we're, yes, they're... They were all in the same place, but not in the same place that you think they're in the same place. So anyway, I came across this picture today. I thought you guys would get a kick. That is a cool picture, and I my eye didn't catch on and what it was at first. I was looking at the aircraft, and something was being built. I thought that was you know something they were going to be bombing or something. I didn't really look at any detail, but that was a cool picture. Well, it, it did eventually blow up. <laughs> that is true. But you see all the all the crap they have out there—a bus, some trailers. I, well, what was going through my mind is, can you really, I mean, the preparation, the having to get all that out there, build it, set it up, uh, it just, that's a daunting task to do it's that. It's not too bad. You're, you're just right off Interstate 8. Well, in general, if you're out in the middle of nowhere doing these kind of things, like Tunisia or, yeah. you know, it's well, all these that, but, You know, they, obviously cheaper to go to Tunisia than to go to the desert of California, right? Is it? Well, I mean, come on. Why'd they go out there? Because it's close and it's right there. This is also the same spot where they filmed Stargate. Close to what, Richard? You said it's it's right there. He said Tunisia. You said, well, it's close. It's right there. No, No, I said this. uh, Yuma is closer than Tunisia. Yes. But why would they go to Tunisia instead of Yuma? Cost? Mike says it's cheaper there. He says, yeah, it's close. That's when you said, yeah. No, Mike's saying it. Never mind. I'm not. Okay. Well, but what I was going to say is this is also where they filmed Stargate is uh, right there at the Imperial Sand Dunes. Because I'm thinking, couldn't you have um, found an equally remote looking spot like in the middle of Arizona? Uh, where's the shifting sands? I can't remember. Was there as a kid? I can't remember where that is. Oh, um, you're right here on the Arizona border in this shot. 
I know that. I'm just saying where, you know, I'm trying to remember where that shifting sands desert here in probably Arizona or Utah. I can't remember where that oh, is. Oh, I wonder where that Okay, So if they're flying out of El Centro, and the targets areas are probably up here. Are you looking on a um, map quest or something now? Yeah, I'm just trying to. But. Uh, I think they're using the Chocolate Mountains just to the north of this. Uh, east side of uh, Salton Sea. But it's in California, so it's not... There's the border to Arizona. I don't know. I'm not going to do this now. I know. Big shock, right? <laughs> Anyways. Well, we can uh, we can start rapping if you'd like. Not rapping as in making rap music for your video, but you know, wrapping it up. The uh, there is a um, according to this, there is backup to where this was located. It's in the book, The Making of Raiders of the Lost Ark by Derek Taylor, nineteen eighty one, Ballantine Books. As far as the locations that are in dispute right now between us amateurs, yeah, amateurs with capital A, big time. All right, boys, I'm firing up the uh, out music. So start Dude, thinking of your uh, what you're gonna say. Any remarks on the way out? Like goodbye. Yeah, goodbye and good night. Thanks for joining us on uh, yet another wonderful meandering, not meandering, I like to use that word, uh, stream of consciousness uh, mice cast episode. Yeah, a lot of tangents tonight. Yeah, as you, more than normal, you think? Yeah, yeah one of these days we got to get back to really seriously talking about Disney. Yeah, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? All right, boys. Well, I'm going to say good night. You do that. Good night. Good night. <laughs>